Now, last week, um, we started talking about that uh, problems are common to us all. Does anybody in here not ever have any problems? Okay, good. I am preaching to the right group this morning. Um, you know, they're common to us all. And, they're, the, you know, the one sure thing that you can expect in this world is you're going to have problems. You know, the Bible says you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. The Lord says that in this life you will have problems, but the Lord delivers us out of them all. Come on, that should make somebody happy. And in case you haven't figured it out yet, I do like for people to say amen back to me. And you don't have to wave, wave a hanky at me or anything like you're, you know, going to uh, run at camp meeting or something. But, um, but, if you're <laughs> but if you want to say amen, it's okay in this church, all right? <clears throat> problems are, uh, are, part of, uh, are part of this life. They are things that, that come against us. And uh, that, that's just something that's going to happen. Um, but the Bible teaches us how to get rid of our problems, how to deal with our problems. And, you know, uh, it's obvious that, that uh, people really don't know how to deal with their problems because as soon as a new one pops its head up, you can watch them fall apart. I mean, I, I don't, I, you know, I was a youth pastor for 20 years, and so the word that we like to use a lot around the youth group was drama. My goodness, it's always drama with you. And it was always usually something small and insignificant where, you know, you'd just be like, really? Are you getting that bent out of shape over that? And, but you know what? I know quite a few adults that are the same way. As soon as the smallest speed bump in the road happens, they absolutely lose it. Anybody else know? Obviously not yourselves, but you know anybody else like that, right? <clears throat> and, and, you know, that's, that's because a lot of people look at problems uh, with no hope. I don't know what I'm going to do. But the Bible talks to us and teaches us how we can deal with our problems. And, you know, ignoring a problem isn't dealing with it. And a lot of people, in the, in the, especially with the faith message, a lot of people think that as soon as you acknowledge a problem, you're actually giving it its power. That's not true. <clears throat> Acknowledging a power is now you know what you're dealing with. And last week, I, I really talked to you that your problems can hear you. They are actually built to hear you. And I, I gave you several uh, examples of that. And you can download the podcast if you want to right from our website and listen to last week's message. They're free. You can download our, our, our message, uh, the entire message last week. Um, but I gave you several examples. And I started with Genesis when, Jesus, or when God was creating the world. <clears throat> you know, God didn't really create too much with his own hands. He just created with his voice. And, and I read to you, several scriptures where it said, and God said, and then the following scripture said, and it was so. And God said, and it was so. And God said, and when he said it, it was created. And so uh, he was the first example of, of those kind of things. But then I followed it up with Jesus's example of when he was here on the earth, Jesus spoke to fevers, Jesus spoke to storms, Jesus spoke to creation itself, Jesus spoke to the dead, Jesus actually even spoke to a deaf ear, and it opened. Now, some of you are sitting there saying, well, yes, that's God the Father, and that's Jesus. Of course, when they say it, it's going to happen. Well, if I, I, I don't, this is extra. I'm, I'm, I'm not on my notes yet. Okay, is that okay if I just give you a little extra this morning? Um, <clears throat> does anybody remember the, the, part, uh, the story when the children of Israel were walking around in the, in the wilderness? And, and there was a rock, and God told him to hit, hit the one rock, and water came out of it. Anybody remember that? 
All right, if you don't know, there's a story. Jesus said, go, or God said, smack that rock. And they're in the desert where there is no water. And, and the rock started spewing out water. Now, if you remember the next time they came to a place when they needed water, God didn't tell them to smack the rock. Actually, the Bible says that when they got to that point, God told them to speak to the rock. And that water would come out of it. And they didn't believe it. They were just like, well, what, how can we do that? And so what did they do? They went and got the axe, the, 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 the handle out, and decided they were going to smack it again. And when they smacked it, nothing happened. <laughs> See, when you try and always figure out your problems on your own, you, you don't really always get the answer that you think you will. But when you speak to your problems the way God tells us to deal with our problems, you, you're going to get a completely different result. See, God was telling Moses himself to speak to the rock. Now, how many of you know God could have shook the earth and spoke from heaven in the Charlton Heston, Barry White, Darth Vader hybrid voice that is in my head? I don't know about the rest of you, but I think God kind of sounds like all three of those combined. And he could have said from up there in, in, in heaven, rock, bring forth water. And now he could have done that, and we all would have known. The rock would have, you know, started springing it out. But he didn't. He told Moses to do that. See, there is a way to deal with your problems that has everything to do with what's coming out of your mouth. Because your problems can hear you. And, and this week, this is what I want to talk about. You know, what do they need to hear? What does your problems need to hear? And we're there in Mark chapter 11, and we're just going to read verses 22 through 24. Uh, and I'm reading from the New King James. It says, And so Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatsoever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Now, I said to you last week, and I'll say it again probably every week until this series is over with, that the word believe is in there once, and the word say is in there three times. Now, I want you to notice that. Can you throw that scripture back up for me, Mike? I want you to see that, that Jesus said to them, have faith in God, for surely I say to you, now that one doesn't count, whosoever. Now, how many of you in here are a whosoever? That's, that's me. That's you. We all are a whosoever. Okay? Doesn't say if I, talking about himself in the first person, or if my father, he's saying whoever sa says, there's one, to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes. There's one for believes. Those things which he says, there's two for says, will be done. He will have whatever he says. Three times that it's in there. So now if we're supposed to speak to our problems and say things to our problems, what are we supposed to say to them? The panicked cuss words that are coming out <laughs> we're really panicking. Now, obviously, I'm not talking about anybody in here. Nobody does that. Nobody's ever walked through the, through the living room at 2.30 in the morning when it's dark and hit your toe on, on something and, and let one slip. That's never happened to anybody in here, right? Okay, I won't look. Anyway, um, so are we, supposed to, are we supposed to, you know, let go, uh, you know, some just positive, you know, affirmations? 
I'm good enough and I'm smart enough and doggone it, people like me. <laughs> I mean, is that the kind of things our problems are supposed to hear? Are, they, are we supposed to pull out some magic words that we saw in, you know, our favorite TV shows growing up? And are we supposed to be like, abracadabra, alakazam, you know? I mean, is that what our problems are supposed to hear? No, we're not just supposed to just say crazy things just for the sake of saying something. Our, wor- our words should be two things, and I'm going to talk about one this week and one next week. Our words, that the, our problems should be hearing are, def- number one, what we believe based on the Word of God. What we believe based on the Word of God. You know, we just can't say anything. I, I said this last week. I said to you, um, uh, Jody and I are big Friends fans, the TV show Friends. I mean, you know, we were about the same age as the cast when that show was on. And so we used to kind of imagine that we were just like, the eighth members of the group. You know, there was Chandler and Monica and, and Joey and, and Phoebe and Ross and Rachel and, jo- and Brent and Jody. It's like we, we, we wanted to live across the hall too and go to Central Perk and hang out with all those people. And some of you are probably thinking, oh, wow, that's really dumb. Um, <laughs> that's just what it was, you know, seven, eight years ago when we were, that's just where we were. And so, but at the very first episode, they're sitting there and Ross had recently got a divorce and he says, he says, I just really want to get married again. And Rachel walks through the door as soon as he says it in a wedding dress. And Chandler looks really surprised at the door and he goes, well, and I just won a million dollars. Hoping that a million, you know, Ed McMahon's going to come walking through the door with a check in his hand. All right. Listen, we can't just be saying any old thing. We have to say what we believe based on God's word to our problems. That's the first thing our problems need to be hearing. What we believe based on God's word. Turn to Romans chapter 10. I don't hear any pages rattling either. Everybody's got digital or nobody brought their Bibles. Or everybody's used to the screen. Romans chapter 10, verse number 17. Now, I don't know about you... Did anybody else grow up in church in here? The church I grew up in, when they would say, turn your Bibles, I mean, you heard pages like just, anybody else know what I'm talking about? You just heard pages, pages, pages. And I'm not so sure it's because everybody had their Bibles. I think it's because some of the people I grew up with didn't really know what part of the Bible (laughs) the pastor was referring to. Anyway, um, Romans chapter 10, verse, that was a joke. You were supposed to laugh. Um, Verse number 17 in Romans chapter 10. So then faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. Another translation says, faith comes from hearing the word of God preached. All right? Now, if you think about that, why does it have to be the word of God? I mean, why does it have to be, in order for our problems to obey what we're saying to it, why does it have to be the word of God? Now, I want to say a couple things here. First of all, I want to say this. You can't have faith about God apart from what is based in his word. Let me say that again. You can't have faith about God except what is based in his word. Okay? Now, there's a lot of people that give you all kinds of opinions about God and and what their aunts taught them and what their uncles taught them, what their grandparents taught them, and they were good people. And I believe that. But, you know, there's a lot of things that we believe that's not necessarily lining up with the scripture. 
That's a bad place to be quiet. Everybody should have shouted amen at that point. Okay. There's things that we believe about God that we shouldn't be believing about God because we can't find it anywhere in the scripture. Everything that we believe about God should be based on his word. Why? Because his word is what came from him. And how many of you know he knows himself better than he knows, than any of us know him? The Bible says that God is not a man that he should lie. So anything he says is always going to be the truth. So why would we believe something about him that somebody else told us is not lining up with Scripture? All right? You can't have faith. Brother Hagin used to say it this way. Uh, and Brother Hagin was the, the man that I worked for in, in Tulsa for 11 years, founded Rama uh, Bible Training Center and, and Rama Bible Church. And um, it was a big word of faith minister. And he, he said it this way, faith or what you believe begins where the will of God is known. And so if you're going to believe something about God, then you need to base it on what God's word says about himself. All right. Why? But why though? Why? I mean, just because he knows himself, how do we know? How do we know that God's not just selling us a bill of goods? I mean, because I could tell you anything about myself and it may or may not be true. Okay. So why does it have to be, I mean, why do I have to go and look for it myself? Why do I need to go find it in the Word of God for myself? Why does it have to be based on the Word of God? Can I just listen to my Sunday school teacher? Or can I just listen to my favorite television preacher? Or can I just listen to what you're saying this morning? Why does it have to be based on God's Word alone? Well, the first reason is this, because God's Word always works. Listen, positive affirmation may work, it may not. You know, 12-step programs may work. They may not always work. Sometimes they become a 24-step program and a 36-step program because people keep going through them over and over and over again. And there's nothing wrong with 12-step programs. I'm not here to bash on those things. I'm not here to talk bad about those. I believe those are all gravy. But listen, the real meal, the real substance comes from God's Word, and God's Word always works. Isaiah chapter 55, verse number 11. Let's go over there if you, if you can. Isaiah chapter 55, verse number 11. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Now, I mean, I just, I tell you, the King James is beautiful. It really is. But nobody talks like that anymore. Another translation says this, my word will always do what I sent it to do. Come on, man, that, that should be something that makes you excited. My word will always do what I sent it to do. And if there's an answer, and there always is an answer for your problems in the word, then that means if there's an answer, it will do, come on, what it will do what it's being sent to do. It will solve your problem. That, that deserved a better amen than that. All right. The second reason is God's words created everything. In Genesis, in Genesis, excuse me, Genesis chapter 1, I read it to you last week. Multiple times, God said and it happened. God said and it happened. God said and it happened. Everything that was created was created from God's word. Now, when God said, let there be light, God said, let the firmament and let the heavens and let the... What do you think was, what, what, what was he saying? Was that just something he felt like saying today? No. 
Do you know God can't say anything except his words? If it comes out of his mouth, that's his word. So when God was saying, let there be light, that was his words coming out. It was just like if I say, hi, my name's Brent Bailey, and I'm an incredibly handsome man. <laughs> Finally, I was wondering if everybody was asleep. All right. If I say that, do you know that that's my word coming out of my mouth? Now, you have to decide whether or not that's true. I don't know how you couldn't say that's true, but no. <laughs> but if that comes out of my mouth, that's my word. Now, you have to decide whether or not that's true. All right. Anytime God speaks, whether it's written down or whether he said it in the beginning when nobody was around, do you understand that's his word, all right? And he's always speaking his words, all right? So God's word is what created everything, all right? In Colossians chapter 1, verse number 16, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. Now, I'm going to go scientific on you for a minute because I believe that science actually does prove a lot of things about God that scientists are trying to say it doesn't. Now, okay, so now what I'm getting ready, I'm going to put a disclaimer out there right now. This is opinion right now, okay? This is my opinion, all right? In science, though, this, is, this part is fact. In science, there is a thing called a cork. Has anybody ever heard of a cork? A cork is something that's actually what, what makes up atoms. You know, we think we found the smallest thing, which was the atom, but actually atoms are comprised of things called corks, okay? They actually call corks fundamental building blocks to atoms, all right? And when they broke down the cork to its simplistic, most raw form, when they looked at it under multiple thousands of times of microscopes down, they looked at it and just all the way down, electron microscopes, they found that it basically is this, a sound vibration. That's it. There was no substance to it except sonic waves of vibration, which says this, it's sound. Now, here's the opinion part. What do you think that sound is? God's word. It's the echo of God's voice. Because if we know if what he said and it happened, then everything, and even if they go all the way back to, as far back as they can trace to the beginning of the universe, then they get to the point where they go, well, it just came out of nowhere. I mean, I watched this two-hour special on the creation of the universe but with Stephen Hawkins, who's supposed to be the smartest man in the world, and he gets all the way down to the end, and he says, this is what I believe happened. I'm like, well, you're no different than me. I believe that God said it, and it came out of nowhere. You just believe that it just appeared out of nowhere. There's nothing you can, I mean, listen, I wish I could go, uh, we could all roll back and, and actually prove that. This is, a, this is where faith comes in. I have to decide whether I believe it. But we know for a fact that a cork is all the way down there, sonic vibration, down to just sound waves comprising matter. The echo of God's voice creating everything. God's words creating everything. Now, how many of you saw the movie The Matrix? Anybody see that movie? All right. I will, I'll give you a brief description of it. The Matrix, the original Matrix movie, all right, which is very, very much a, uh, 
it, it just really paralleled the gospel. I mean, it was very, very strong Messiah message in there. Okay, it was, it's, it, it was a really cool updated telling of it. And um, now it's not a Christian movie. So did anybody go out here and say, I said it was a Christian movie. It just paralleled it, very, very similar. Anyway, in this movie, all of humanity doesn't even realize it, but they're living in a computer-generated world, and actually they're, we're all hooked up somewhere supplying energy to the machines. We're all batteries. And in order to keep us compliant and laying there in that vegetative state, they have placed these, you know, this hookup to our brains so that we see this computer, and we think we're all living in this computer-generated world. We don't know it's computer generated, but it, it's computer generated. And then there's a guy named Neo who's played by Keanu Reeves, and he has been sent to deliver all of humanity from being in captivity and living in this false world that we think that we're living in. It's all us. He, he's been sent, and it, his name's Neo, which is, they also called him the one, so Neo, same letters, it was an anagram. Anyway, so they, they, I'm a real big movie geek when it comes to stuff like that. Anyway, it's really embarrassing. Um, so, <laughs> so they, 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 at the very end of it, he's not so sure if he believes all of this. He doesn't, he's not so sure if he really is the one. But then he has this thing happen where he actually begins to see the matrix for what it really is. And, I, and this is the clip I want to show you right now. I want to everybody roll your eyes to the screen here and see what happens. This is the part I want you to see right here. He is the one. Right here, when he looks, and he now sees the world for what it really is. Computer-generated world made up by nothing but computer code. Now watch what he does with it. So, so, now, the part that I thought was really cool is he finally lo looked and saw the world for what it was. And if we could actually see in the spirit world, if, we, if God could peel back our eyes and let us see in the spirit world what this world really looks like, it would look m very similar to that, but instead of green computer code, it would actually be probably Hebrew writing of God's word. I mean, whatever the original language was that God spoke. It would look like that. Like instead of a chair, you could actually see the word of God, the, like words. Why? Because God's word is what created everything. Now here's the part I want you to know, I want you to get. If God's word created everything, when we speak God's word to what his word created, his word is what, come on somebody, this is good right here, can change everything. 
Some of you got that and some of you didn't. Listen, if God's word created everything and we look at it and see for what it is. Now listen, think about this. Even all the way down to the molecules and atoms that make up sickness and disease. Now listen, I'm not saying God created sickness and disease, but the, you know, the devil can't create anything on his own. He has to take what's already there and pervert it and change it. So if God's words, molecules and, and atoms that he created, Satan perverted to turn into lack, and Satan perverted to turn into to sickness and disease and cancer and every kind of thing that you can name. Listen, if that's what at the very root of it is still God's word, that's why when you speak God's word into it, and see, that's why it has to be God's word that we base what we believe on. When we talk to our problems, it has to be based on God's word. Why? Because God's word always works, and God's word created everything. Therefore, God's words can change everything. And it has to be that way. It has to be God's word. Satan perverted when, when, when Adam and Eve sold out and gave us, you know, sold us all down the river for treason. Okay, and he gave everything, you know, Adam gave everything to Satan, and Satan became what, what the Bible says, he became the God of this world. When he gave him all that, now Satan could pervert and change creation to be, see, this is why it's wrong when people say it's an act of God. It's not an act of God. You know, it's, it's an act of Satan that has changed, and that's why it's important for us when we have problems that poke their heads up, we shouldn't just be going, I don't know what I'm going to do. We should be speaking what we believe about God's word to them. Because when we speak to them, it always works in changing that situation. That thing that's staring you in the face at its root core is still based on God's word. And you can change it, all right? You have to come to find out yourself what God's word says about your problem. Now listen, we could go through everything under the sun and, and, and spend weeks finding the answers in God's word because every problem that we have is there. Every problem that we have, he has an answer for. Everything, and some of you would say, well, you know, there are things that are happening today that, that di didn't happen in Bible times, so how could God's word, you know, uh, uh, affect something that was just invented 200 years ago? How many of you know that it was invented 200 or 20 years ago, 10 years ago? I mean, how, what does God's word say about computers? I mean, how, I mean how, can I, how can that affect now? Here's how. God's word says all things work together for good. Come on, somebody. All things work together. You will work, you stupid machine, because the Bible says all things will work together for good to those that love him. Now, some of you might be sitting there thinking, that is ridiculous. That's why it's not working in your life. When you have a problem with anything, you have to go and find the answer for it in the word of God. When you find that answer and you speak it out, what are you doing? You're saying to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. And, and if you don't doubt that it, in your heart, it happens. It happens. And it has to be right now. Jesus spoke to the fig tree. Anybody remember this story? Mark chapter 11. We were there earlier. We could go back there if we want to. Jesus spoke to a fig tree earlier in the chapter. They said he found a fig tree with leaves but with no figs on it. And he was hungry. And he walked up to it, and when he saw that, he looked at it, and he said, let no man ever eat fruit of you again. What did he do? He spoke his words, 
Now, the next day, they came back by, and they noticed the fig tree dried up at the roots, and it died. Now, think about that. He said it, turned and walked away. They came back and noticed that it had changed. What happened there? When he started speaking, his power went into operation immediately. Listen, there are things in your life, there are problems that we're all facing that if you will speak the word to, I guarantee you, the Bible can prove it out. The power of God goes immediately to work on your problem. Immediately. The word of God goes immediately now and starts changing it now. It starts happening as soon as you get done saying, stupid computer, all things work together for good to those that love him. As soon as you say it, the power of God starts working. Now, you may not see it right then. You may have to turn around and walk away. But listen, when they came back between that day and the next, something happened. That root dried. The root dried. The trees died. The the leaves fell off of it, and it didn't look like a healthy tree anymore. And we know it was healthy the the day before because it had leaves on it. Next day, it's dried up from the roots. If you speak anything besides the word to your problems, your speaking has no power to change. But when you speak the word, you're speaking to it the same power that it was created with. And the only way, just like in a computer, the only way to change what you see on a computer is to change the computer code. Anybody get those updates from Microsoft or Apple? If you're one of the select few that really believe in Jesus and you have an Apple computer. Um, (laughs) Just joking. Um, You get those security updates and those patches. What's going on there? They're downloading new computer code that's changing the way your computer operates. Why? Because that computer's working by a code or a system inside of it. And the only way to change the way it works is to change that code. The only way to change the problem is by you changing what you're speaking. And that speaking has to be, number one, the word of God. Heads bowed, eyes closed, I'm done. Next week... We'll be in mood mode for Thanksgiving, and it just so happens that next week's message ties right into that. Your problem should be hearing what you believe based on the Word of God. Your problem should be hearing that. And some of you have been dealing with some problems that are hanging on to you for years. Some of you've learned to live with problems. Some of you've learned to just accept problems. Some of you've learned to just have, just just carry it around like baggage. And you've never turned around and spoke to it. But you know what? You know how it works. You know, some of you grew up with siblings, and if your siblings were bothering you, you you turn around and told them to stop. Some of you have had people bug you at work and you tell them to stop. Some of you know how to tell annoying things to stop, but you've decided to live with problems because you didn't feel like you could do anything about it. I'm here to tell you today, there's an answer for you. And if you'll speak the word, you're speaking to a mountain to move. And Jesus said it will. Jesus said it will. So I'm going to just challenge you today. The problems that are facing you, just make a decision that you're not putting up with it anymore. You are not just going to take it. 
And I challenge you to get in the word and find the answer. Find out what God's word says about it. 